Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Ah! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network, as we open up another week. We close out week 14 in the NFL tonight with two games. So you double dip tonight in the NFL. Both games starting at the same time 5 15, my time on the West. You on the East, 815. You've got Tennessee at Miami. Miami at DraftKings right now is laying 13 and a half. You can find 13 all the way up to 14, depending on the book. Right now, DraftKings right down the middle, 13 and a half, 45 and a half on the total with Tennessee at Minnesota. Green Bay fighting for their playoff lives. DeVito, your boy, the Giants. So Green Bay in New Jersey, lane six. I know the big guy's got to play there. Low total, 37. We'll get to the conclusion of week 14 coming Coming up in just a little bit as we say hi. I'm Patrick Maher to open up a new week here live from Los Angeles. The boys hanging out at the D downtown Las Vegas. We got a couple of surprises. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, uh, our colleague and one of the sharpest guys around, Mike Samich, also a D-Gen. He, his plane, his flight got delayed. Remember, he flies in for the weekend shows, the handle on Saturday and Sunday right here on VEASAN, and then he flies back out. Well, today's flight got delayed, so coming up in about 29 minutes, Samich is going to sit in. In the meantime, true to his horse racing degenerate roots... He has been sitting down at Sigma Derby. Now, Sigma Derby is a game there. See, that's Samich in the foreground there. And he's just absolutely hammering quarters. You can see with the right hand firing quarters to Sigma Derby with the rest of the lo- Oh, I almost called them losers uh, surrounding Sigma Derby. But those are absolutely pristine people in our community there of Las Vegas. Of course, Sigma Derby gets bitched about a lot on the show because it makes a lot of noise. Okay. We've got a full slate NBA games today, 13. Also joining us, Steve Fezzik, professional handicapper. Always a big hit. We put something up. If Fezzik comes on and we throw it up on YouTube, it's by far and away the most viewed thing we do. That's because he's polarizing and he's a professional. So he drops knowledge, edification, never hurt anybody in sports betting. Uh, What else? It's a light night in college hoops as we take a look. Just 11 games across the college wood and a lighter night on the ice as I welcome in the boys. Just four games and the NHL. Amal Shaw, welcome to a new week here on Sharp Money. What's up? Not much. I'll tell you what, man. Hopefully we can find some more plays like your Rams play. Never in doubt. And how about that Vikings-Raiders uh, game? If you had the under, the better question is how the hell did you sit through a 3 nothing football game? <laughs> was, uh, that was something. And raise your hand if you got caught up in Dobbs mania like myself. And I know the, our next little friend here got caught up in it big time. The amount of teams, Dustin said, if this team had Josh Dobbs, fill in the blank. I was wrong too, big guy. What's up? Yeah, I mean, look, look, Josh Dobbs needs to do what Josh Dobbs does best, which is not prepare for the game. 
He's at his best when he doesn't actually know the playbook. Turns out him understanding the system and knowing who his teammates are is a detriment to his success. <laughs> you, know, you know, Patrick, I just want to add something real quick, which is, you know, we criticize these scouts when they miss on a player, like taking Bryce Young instead of C.J. Stroud. But you know what? There's a reason why this guy has been a journeyman for a long, long time. And a guy like Nick Mullins comes in and all of a sudden looks like C.J. Stroud and gets them into field goal range, which was an accomplishment unto itself in that football game. A hundred percent. Yeah, that was a disaster. What, what, and it ended up closing three, right? Minnesota lane three. Yeah. So we push on the number. Okay. Yeah, that was disgusting. But there's a lot to get to, including late last night, all of a sudden a heel turn for the Kansas City Chiefs, who have just, they've just kind of been in our lives now for, for perpetually, it feels like. And now they're starting to get annoying. And we'll get into obviously what happened with the Bills, a 20 to 17 winner. They needed it to save their season, seven and six. Now, I've got four teams with our little theme today they are who we thought they were question mark uh, the Chiefs are one of them eight and five first in the west of the AFC but they've lost three of four the Detroit Lions they are nine and four but they are also first in the NFC North but they are going the wrong way the Eagles they've lost two straight they're tied for first although Dallas does have the tie break in the east right now the Eagles are sitting 10 and three the Jags are eight and five they're first in the AFC South, uh, but they lose a game in Cleveland yesterday. So are those four who we thought they were? But I thought we could start, maybe you guys can indulge me for a little bit here. I want to dispel the myth uh, that there's merit surrounding these awards, right? The markets aren't necessarily fair, reasonable, or just. Like, there's a narrative that starts a season, and then you just have to bet into that narrative and watch the number move. And that's what's starting to happen with Coach of the Year. Now, this morning I went to Coach of the Year odds over at DraftKings Mall, and it was plus 250 on Dan Campbell and plus 250 on Mike McDaniel. So still your co-favorite, Dan Campbell. I'm going to read off the last five or six games or so, and you tell me one of the coaches that Dan Campbell has gotten beaten by that's going to the Hall of Fame. Matt Eberflus has outcoached Dan Campbell for seven and a half quarters, a total talent, a total talent imbalance. I think everybody would agree. Chicago Bears way less talented than the Lions. Yet Eberflus has done the much better coaching job. Thanksgiving, Matt Lafleur embarrassed Dan Campbell. Whether it's scheme, motivation, on a big stage, Dan Campbell, Matt Lafleur ran circles around him. Dennis Allen, your boy, I'm all. A 21-0 lead. Many would say that if you've got a 21-0 lead, you absolutely put your foot on the throat of an opponent. However, this came down to the final drive. Dan Campbell couldn't hold a 21-0 lead over Dennis freaking Allen. And then a few weeks before that, John Harbaugh treated Dan Campbell like a toddler and beat the Lions 38-6. So of those, two times against Eberflus, one time against Dennis Allen, one time against Matt LaFleur, and one time against John Harbaugh, you'd, you'd say that there's one coach worth anything of the group at this point, right, John Harbaugh? Yeah, absolutely. No, no question about it. I, I would so, add, go ahead. Sorry, Patrick. Yeah, please. If you look at their four wins, they've come against, in, the last four wins have come against the Saints, the Bears, the Chargers, and the Raiders. There is a possibility he has defeated four head coaches that will not be in their current positions next year at this time. You nailed it. So the Lions went and look at the, let's just go ahead and throw the graphic up because I think this is a good teaching moment for new betters. Because many of you that are jumping onto DraftKings and, and loading up your account, you can get a free, you know, 150 bucks right now. Go bet five bucks. It's a great deal. VEASAN.com slash, excuse me, go to DraftKings and use the promo code SHARP. So, but when you load it up and you want to bet these futures, you're not jumping into the market and literally who is the person that is doing the best job of coaching this year. We all would agree that Dan Campbell isn't even shouldn't even be on this list. Like you can't compare with D'Amico Ryans and Shane Steichen and Kyle Shanahan and Sean Payton and Kevin Stefanski and John Harbaugh have done to Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell has done a horrific job. Amal just said it. 14 point wins against Atlanta, Carolina, Tampa Bay, and Green Bay. 
Atlanta, Carolina, Tampa Bay, and Green Bay. Those three, Atlanta, Carolina, and Tampa Bay, reside in the worst division in the history of football right now. And Dan Campbell goes and beats him by 14. He just went and saved Matt Eberflus's job. Eight sloppy penalties for 59 yards. Conversely, the Bears just four penalties. Goff, two picks, four sacks, a fumble loss. Halftime adjustments, that goes to Eberflus. The Lions went to the half up 13 to 10 and came out and got spanked by a dude that might not even be coaching in Chicago next year and a quarterback that might not be throwing the football for the Bears. Do you guys, I'm talking way too much here. So please help, help a new better understand the awards market because something is amiss here. And it starts with the narrative, Amal and Dustin, at the beginning of the year that takes a lot to adjust, right? Because we're still sitting plus 250. Well, you, you always have to factor in when it's an award that everything you do in this, in this market is dependent on how the voters perceive things. And Patrick, what, what was your big complaint coming into the year about all the national media, all the talking heads out there, and affinity for your Detroit Lions? Yeah, it's just like, you know, I understand he's a cute quote. Uh, he looks cool on the sideline, and he resembles what people think of when they close their eyes and they think of football guys. Yes, that's how that's that's how trite this all is. He just feels like a guy that we sh we want to be good. Again, if he's fought, if the Bears moved on from Eberflus tomorrow, would if they had the opportunity, would they hire Dan Campbell? Less than a zero percent chance. Yes. What are we talking about here, people? So he's a freaking disaster. Don't disagree with you at all. I don't understand how he's that short. The only reason he can be so short is that there was so much money flooding in during hard knocks and all the shtick happening with this team and the hype from last year. Remember, he probably should have won the award a year ago, but Brian Dable ended up taking it home. I think there was just such a buildup that there is liability on Dan Campbell. But when you look at this list, I mean, there are five, six, seven names that I can make a very strong case above Dan Campbell and – I mean, we could start with D'Amico Ryans, even though he's coming off a loss. We can go I'd say every name. Un, I'd say every name underneath him has, I, provides more merit. Absolutely, I, I would agree with Amal, you. Amal, take a look at that list. Who who wouldn't you give it to? No, you're Dan Campbell's right. got a loaded football team. What, there's no question about it. Mike McDaniel. The only question is the team hasn't. We the perception is they haven't beaten a good opponent when they faced off against them, but they've handled their business against everyone else. You guys both mentioned Ryan's and Steichen, Shanahan, Sean Payton's done a great job of turning things around. Brandon Staley, by the way, I thought last night was the official death knell for him as the head coach of the Chargers. Yeah. He's going to be gone. How about Kevin Stefanski here for a minute? Joe Flacco literally comes in off the street. Thank and, you. And they come in and they do a great job. You've got an albatross of a contract on a quarterback that's untradeable, and he is not even playing. You had to go to P.J. Walker, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. And by the way, right now, this team is sitting at 8-5 and five in the AFC North, the most competitive division. If the playoffs started today, our Cincinnati Bengals would be in, along with the Steelers and the Browns. I mean, what a job Stefanski has the done. The Bengals! Yeah. <laughs> That coach, okay, his name just slipped my Taylor. mind. Help me out. Yeah, yeah, Taylor. How is he not doing a better job dealing with losing one of the top five players in all of football? This is, anyway, I, I, I'm sorry, but I had to start there. Just to give you an idea of the markets, that they're wild. We'll come back with the big four. Lions, Chiefs, Eagles, Jags. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. 
So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Total Wine, Spirits, Beer, and more. Lowest prices for over 30 years. Great for the holidays. Find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine. Please drink responsibly. You got to be 21 years or older. We got you back. Now, this is going to feel weird. This is going to kind of feel like a Friday, so a little bit of a letdown. Because Samich is going to be joining us, of course, host of the handle here on VEASAN, Saturdays and Sundays. But his flight got delayed, headed back to California. So we said, bring your donk ass down. Just come and hang out. And then, I don't know if Samich saw it as we say hi. I'm Patrick Maro, Malshaw, Dustin Sweetelson, Mike Samich right there with the boys. I don't know if Samich saw it, but we do have video. Sean, if you can roll the video, we've got video of you being a degenerate over at Sigma Derby, which has been discussed. There he is. Yeah, Look baby. at you up front. Just absolutely going ham. So tell us, we hear so much about Sigma Derby, and now you finally played it. Give us the review. Well, I got So I had to check out at 11 o'clock. So I had an hour and a half to kill between now and then. I got here around 11.15. I've been playing Sigma Derby for over an hour. I put five bucks <laughs> in the change machine. We got a little jingle going on here, boys. I'm going to be father of the year when we get back because these quarters are going right to the arcade that my daughter Looky, owns. Looky, he's standing up. <laughs> he's like, where's your? Where's the program? You can smack it when the courses are coming down the stretch. Well, as, it, you guys know I'm pretty analytical. I think I cracked Sigma Derby. So you can look at the odds and you can figure out what horse is the favorite and then the second and third choices based on the odds with other horses and then you take the, the favorite with the second or third choice based on the overall odds. You get like 9 to 1 to 12 to 1, you put a buck on that. If you hit a couple times, all of a sudden you're just you're, you're in the jingle land, man. It's great. <laughs> the jing security from the D is gonna come down <laughs> on the desk there and be like, you can't be giving away <laughs> no, <laughs> secrets no to our little quarter yeah, no game. Sharpies over there. at Sigma Derby. <laughs> yeah, Sharpies. You're gonna get limited in a quarter <laughs> game. Well, they don't you can't put your card in there, so they can't track your winnings. So you're you're scot free in that one. Well, what's most impressive is the fact that he's got a bucket of quarters. Where the hell I mean, does anybody even ever have any change anymore? <laughs> Yeah, that is wild. Well, Samich, thanks for you know what? We figured let's do it all as a family here. If you got if you gotta wait for your flight anyway to go back to your girls, we can uh you can come hang out. Maybe you can judge our like, loves, and loathes. Um wh why don't we do this, boys? Because I know you we all got a bunch of plays tonight. Let's just go ahead and set up the number and we can kind of discuss big picture what the Monday night matchups mean as we close out week 14. And I'll just throw them at you right now. Tennessee, Miami. Now, again, and maybe Amal, Mike, maybe you can explain it. Dustin and I were discussing a little bit earlier. There has to be a reason programming-wise they're not staggering these games. So if you have that answer as I give you the numbers, throw it at me because both games, West Coast 515, East Coast 815. The first one, Amal, Tennessee, Miami. Miami is laying 13 and a half. Now, again, there's 14s out there, but 13 and a half at DraftKings and 45 on the total. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have an answer to your question. Somebody asked me the exact same question yesterday. Why are there two Monday night games simultaneously? And uh, in terms of these matchups, guys, before uh, 
I'm going to pass on the Miami game, but I'll tell you what's intriguing to me, this Packers-Giants game. Yes, the Packers have played well, beat Detroit and Kansas City in back-to-back -back weeks. Giants are coming off of a bye. They're not playing too bad themselves either. They have two wins in a row. Not to get overly excited with them. But I think this number is a little bit high, guys. This number, if you go back a few weeks, probably would have been somewhere around Green Bay two and a half, maybe three. Now, all of a sudden, we're looking at a six. I think it's a few too many points uh, with Tommy DeVito and company. No Christian Watson. You lose that big threat. Aaron Jones questionable in this game as well. That could hamper this Green Bay offense. Yeah, well, it's six and a half where you guys are sitting right there at Circa. So if you do like the Giants, uh, bet it there. DraftKings is showing six, so Green Bay laying six. I know Dustin likes the Giants tonight as well. We can get to that. 37 on the total. Samich, same question for you. Do you know why we're not staggering these? I have no idea. It, it makes no sense not to have these at separate times. You figure you have your one early game, one late game, so that you're able to bet and watch both. Surprising NFL put them at the same time. Doesn't it, it, there's no, I can't think of any logical reason why you'd want to have these two games going on. It's weird. It really is. And big guy, uh, we'll stick with the, I was going to say late game, which is second on my board. But you genuinely, generally, pardon me, don't bet your Giants specifically this year. But this is one that you're hunting a number. You actually like them catching the, the number tonight. Yeah, look, I, as you said, I very rarely bet on this team, mainly because I've been disgusted by this entire organization for a while. Even last year when they were winning, I, I thought it was a lot of smokes and mir smoke and mirrors, and it turns out I was right. Uh, but when you're, when you have extra time to prepare, off the bye, at home, no Aaron Jones, no Christian Watson, no Jair Alexander, which is massive, I just think I think Green Bay wins the game. I just think that number's a little bit big based on what Green Bay's done recently. And remember, all four of Green Bay's losses have been road games. So it's a little bit tougher when they're away from Lambeau Field. I think in the end, they walk away with a victory. But six points at home, even with freaking Tommy Cutlets DeVito at quarterback, I'm going to somehow take the points in my Giants, even though it goes against everything I believe in as a human being. Fellas, anything? I know uh, you've got a few props here, Mike Samich, for this. I don't know if it's this game in particular. I'm trying to find your text from earlier today. Anything on this one? Uh, I do have a couple things on this one. So I, I agree with the handicap of both the guys. I've got the Giants plus six and a half as a contest play to kind of close out the week. I haven't bet the game with uh, with cash, but do like a couple props in here. I think the injuries are key here for the Packers, missing both Jones and Watson. I like Wicks to go over his receiving yards. He's sitting at 36 and a half. That just feels a little bit too low for a guy who's getting four to five targets gets every single game and has big playability. He can break pretty much any pass he gets. And then I like Dylan over 13 and a half receiving yards as well. This is a big time blitzing defense from the Giants. And Jordan Love talked about facing a blitzing defense last week and how he loved finding his outlet, throwing the ball short and letting them make plays. I think you're going to see that same thing from A.J. Dillon tonight. And at 13 and a half, you really don't need too much to be able to go over that total. So I like both of those as, as prop plays. I like the Giants side. Didn't bet it, like I said, but it is a contest play for me. Uh, to, to Mike's point, the Giants or horrific against running backs. I've been betting props on running backs facing the Giants all season long. They've allowed 12 rushing touchdowns to running backs in 12 games. So I'm on Dylan anytime touchdown. I'm also on his over rush yards. I debated doing the combo because I, I think he's going to be involved a lot, especially in some short passes, potentially with Jordan Love to get him acclimated without, without Watson there over the top. Uh, if you look at what, what's happened with running backs against the Giants, Stevenson went for 98 against them. Robinson had 73. Rodriguez had 43 for Washington. Dowdle and Pollard had like 140. And then Josh Jacobs had 98 and two touchdowns. They're horrible against running backs. Well, I'm going to take the running back angle, but with Jones out, I'm actually going to go to the quarterback, and there's a guy sitting on set there that loves love, and we do owe you an apology. I will say he did look specifically on that Thanksgiving day where he just looked completely composed and completely dialed in against a, well, I guess at the time we presumed a good Detroit team. I'm going to go over. This was this morning, so Dustin, maybe you can double-check the number for me on Jordan Love attempts over 30 and a half. He's gone over four straight as far as this number. And the Giants have allowed the fifth most pass attempts over the last, I think, five or six weeks. This is a number that I expected to be closer to 32 just because those are the numbers he's been posting. And with the injuries at running back, I expect them to be throwing it a lot. So if we can still get a 30 and a half, again, that was this morning no. at DraftKings. Dustin, what's that now? We're at 31 and a half and the overs juiced minus 130. <laughs> okay, that is what we consistently talk about with props boys 
Like if you don't get to them early, you're either the number may not change, but you're gonna end up paying a hefty dollar sixty. You're gonna end up paying a hefty price as far as the vig. Do you guys have a point of demarcation for uh, uh, prop plays in terms of a number on the juice that you won't go over? Uh, for me, it really depends on, on how much I like the prop and how yeah. much my numbers tell me there's a, there's a, a value to it. So, like, you know, there's a, an interception out there for um, for Levis tonight, and that's minus 150. To me, I think that should be minus 170, minus 180. So I don't mind laying the minus 150 on that type of number. If it's a prop where, you know, I'm taking a rushing over total, and I have the guy projected for, let's say, 75 yards, and the total is at 69 yards, I'm not looking to lay minus 150, right? Because it's, it's too close to my number. Um, I liked, uh, Ch who, uh, Ch <laughs> I liked uh, Hubbard quite a bit for uh, for the, the Panthers this week his total was at 59 and a half and I had that projected at 81 so that one I'm willing to lay quite a bit of juice if I if I'm not able to find a, a decent number yeah I mean I treat it similar to baseball where you don't want to go over that like 150 mark usually and stay below 140 if possible but in basketball more than football if it's something where it's very short nut to get over like it's only like three and a half rebounds I don't mind laying 150 juice Speaking of baseball, do you think Otani could afford uh, Mike Samich's Sigma Derby? I like doubt if it. He came and maybe he'd have to loan him something. The news over the weekend. Did you guys? First off, that's the first Heisman that I I didn't I didn't even realize. I'm sure I knew it was on, and obviously we get the information about Jaden Daniels. Has there been a more nondescript Heisman winner in a long time? So we were actually, like, he didn't have a moment this year because he was on a middling team. We were on air when they were doing the, 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 the reveal. And we didn't even realize it. We had to like add it to the rundown last minute. Where was we the saw buzz? The bottom line, like no, everyone has just assumed he was going to win the Heisman. No one really cared about the ceremony this year. I, I think what happened was once Bo Nix lost to Washington in Las Vegas, everyone's like, okay, it's Jaden Daniels. Yeah, that was there was it. no suspense to it. You know, Marvin Harrison. Congratulations to him. He got a free round trip trip. Uh, round trip to New York for no reason. He wasn't going to win. Well, no, he's going to be back when the Giants draft him. Fair enough, but I mean, you know, Penix. I thought you meant Columbus. <laughs> I thought you meant he's going back to Columbus because that's the story too. It's why you know what you guys bring up a great point. Like the the bet the betting market is changing the narrative so much that Daniels became such an overwhelming favorite. It's almost like a foregone conclusion yeah. to tune in and watch because you just know the outcome based on the number. Hey, that's Visa. That's called the Visa impact in sports. We're back. Samich hanging out. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Switch to cricket today and get a free Samsung Galaxy A14 5G. After all, you've been good this year, and they think you really, really deserve it. Smile, you're on cricket. Smile, this is Sharp Money. Opening up a new week. Hope you had a nice weekend. Enjoyed the football. Remember, you got bowl season around the corner. You can get our bowl guide for free. VEASAN.com slash bowl guide to sign up for free, even if you're not a VEASAN pro. So we encourage you to do that. i got a bunch of NBA games. It'll be interesting to see specifically how those four teams in the semis and, of course, the Indiana, Indiana Pacers and Los Angeles Lakers handle the, the Lakers are in Dallas tomorrow. Interesting to see how they handle coming out of the tournament as you got a full slate of NBA games tonight. So Maul Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, of course, Mike Samich, Beeson host, had a flight delayed, so he's hanging out with us, and we appreciate that. We've got Steve Fezzik coming up in about 44 minutes, professional handicapper, so a packed show on a Monday. And right now, we're smack dab in the middle of like, love, loathe. Dustin, the big guy, it's time for your like. Uh, my like is a team that I've had to admit several times that I've been wrong about, and that would be the Denver Broncos. Uh, I did not think Russell Wilson had anything left in him, and based on what we saw a year ago, there was no evidence to prove that he did. Enter Sean Payton, and he's a completely different quarterback. It took some time, as you alluded to earlier, Patrick, but... Sean Payton's figured out how to use whatever skills Russ has that like still apply in today's NFL. His accuracy, his decision-making, and even his mobility, but not like overdoing it with the running. Uh, I really like the way they look. And when you look at the defense, what Vance Joseph's done on that side of the ball, they lost some weapons, but the secondary's still really good. And that defense has really stepped up despite losing some pieces on the front end. 0-3 uh, start. They're now 7-6. and six. They're in second place in the AFC West. And when you look at the upcoming schedule, it's four winnable games at your Lions against the Patriots, against the Chargers, and they finish at 
Las Vegas here in town. Let's hear from Sean Payton because I told you everything I like about this team. Here's what he likes about his team. I, I hope that's something that you can say about our team, that we're a physical team, because that, that's something that we emphasize and we think, you know, emotionally, physically, you have to be tough. And, uh, and we were today. Sean Payton, it's a, he's a professional coach. You could kind of see this coming. And the defensive job that Vance Joseph has done after getting, what was it, 70 boys in Miami yep, yeah. and a complete turnaround. So that's a professional coach. Didn't see this type of run coming, but they're right in the mix. Great yeah, weapons. Good one. Great weapons, too, on the outside. And two very good running backs as well. I mean, it's, it's a team that, that doesn't, as long as they don't turn the football over, and that's been the key in this turnaround. They've, they've dominated the turnover numbers in their five-game winning streak. They were, had 15 takeaways, just two giveaways. The one game they lost to Houston, three bad turnovers. That's what really cost them. They, they got it right again this week. As long as they don't turn the football over, this is a team that is able to run the football and then take your shots downfield with two big receivers. Jerry Judy, he's gonna, he's, he would be a loathe for me. I don't know if you guys watched his shenanigans this week, <laughs> yes. but he drops a 40-yard pass and then just absolutely no toe drag swag in the end zone with just yes. an easy touchdown. I, so he needs to he needs to get right. Other than that, this Broncos team absolutely cruising right now. So my love, boys, I, this is the Chicago Bears are fascinating, but my love is Matt Eberflus. Now let's <laughs> pull back a little bit and have a conversation about Ryan Poles. He's the young general manager. What's crazy is I do think, and we've talked about the rookie deal for the quarterback, I do think it's going to be prudent for the Bears to move on from Fields. And I'm obsessed with Fields. When the Lions play Justin Fields, I am terrified. And he's only getting better. But what's fascinating is Eberflus. Because if you're going to draft, remember, they're going to have the number one overall pick from Carolina. And if you're going to draft Caleb Williams, do you want to keep a defensive-minded head coach and Eberflus to groom the quarterback? Because Eberflus, who opened 0-4, is 5-4 since. He's 3-1 over his last four. And his defense is beyond legitimate. He just ran and circles for seven and a half quarters in two games around your betting favorite to win coach of the year and Dan Campbell added Montez sweat even got better held the Lions to their second lowest point total this season this week they've had nothing to play for yet you can tell the team is completely bought in this is to me a fascinating situation coming up as far as decisions for the general manager do you move on from Eberflus who looks like he's coaching himself into another year, yet you're going to probably bring in a young quarterback, and do you want a defensive-minded coach kind of grooming him? I, again, fascinating. Somebody's getting Fields, all, and I think Fields is going to end up being special when you play him, and that's how you can judge these things. When you're playing against him, your team is playing them. Do you get terrified? And I'm telling you, when you're playing against Fields, it can be a terrifying proposition. Well, all three of us talked about that last week before we came on with Mike in the final hour, Justin Fields is such a threat, not just potentially with his arm, but his legs. Look at the rush yards he's had against the Detroit Lions over the last two seasons. I mean, he's had a, he's had a season in just four games against the Lions. He's an absolute difference maker. I agree with you on this one. You got to figure out how you're going to use him. I mean, that's yeah. the key. And they're, they're finally saying, okay, we're going to turn him loose and let him run again. Let's not make him a pocket passer. They tried to make him a pocket passer earlier in the season. It didn't work. You have to let him use his legs. How long is he going to be effective in the NFL using his legs? I think that's a, a big question mark. And this, this Bears team overall, this offseason is going to be one of the most interesting that we're going to see. I agree with you, Patrick. I think you have to move on from Justin Fields. I think you try and ship him to someone like Atlanta in the offseason, yes. get a lot of draft picks for him, and then you end up taking Caleb Williams. And, and the question is, what do you do with the head coaching position? because the job that this Bears coaching staff has done is phenomenal this year. They were left for dead, and they have played very solid defense the last five, six weeks, consistently getting better on that side of the ball. The offense is much more efficient over that same time period. You feel like he deserves a shot, but you also don't really want him developing your quarterback of the future. It's almost like you don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, though he could end up being special. We know he's a really good defensive coordinator because his defense has been awesome. He's at a talent deficit against every team he takes on, yet his team right now has won, what, three of their last four, Dustin? Well, he's never been schemed up. And when you look around the league, there's a bunch of quarterbacks you can look at and go, you know, they weren't being used properly wherever they were before. Uh, they got to the right coach, and all of a sudden they took off and they were a different player. 
I'll get to one later on in my love in Joe Flacco. Because look at Joe Flacco like a year or two ago, how awful he looked as a backup in New York. All of a sudden, he's with Kevin Stefanski, and he looks like a totally different quarterback. I just think Justin Fields is a guy who's never been properly schemed up based on his skill set, not whatever the coach and their system was. You need to cater things to what he's doing, similar to what Philly did with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts wouldn't work in any system. You have to cater the system to his skill set. I think Justin Fields, the number one spot, uh, Mike mentioned it, is Atlanta. Oh. You get him with a coach who knows how to scheme up a mobile quarterback who has a ton of weapons, who has a run game, who has two really long six foot four, six foot five receivers who, who are, have such a catch radius they can make up for the inaccuracies in his passing game. All of a sudden in that dome, on the turf, never having to deal with weather, Justin Fields is a Ferrari. Okay, so th the question becomes, we all agree, probably prudent to move on from Fields and we all like Fields. But you're going to get that rookie deal. Yeah, you have to do For it. the quarterback. So, across the board here, do you guys believe Eberflus is back? I do not. I think they're going to go with somebody who's offensive-minded who could develop a quarterback or at least has experience having done that in the past. Samich? I, I'm going to say no because I don't think they're going to fi finish out the season as well as they've started this, this little run here. Uh, if Ryan Poles wants to save his job, he won't, Eberflus will not be back. By the way, can we give there, Paul some credit for bringing in Montez Sweat and what a difference it's been on this defense? Oh, the defense has been awesome for the last few weeks now. They're going to bring – you know what Poles is going to do? He's going to call Ben Johnson and mm -hmm. say, you cool with being an assistant? We're thinking and we'll pay you more than Detroit's paying you. And then Ben Johnson's going to be like, are you kidding me? Teams are about to fire their head, current head coach <laughs> to hire me. And then they're going to say, okay, Iberflus, hit, this, hit the road because we're drafting Caleb Williams and we want Ben Johnson to mold him here in Chicago. I mean, That's what's going to happen. How much money are the Chargers going to pay Ben Johnson? Well, that, they can't afford because they're cheap, so that's, I don't that's know. True. That's, <laughs> that's the only issue you're running into there. No, but they're at, a, they're at a crossroads because they've got a quarterback that's regressing that everybody agrees is a stud. So there's no reason for the regression. Ben Johnson can fix it. They'll bring him in, and they'll pay him. There's just no – I mean, right? It, it's a great job. You have no pressure. The Spanos family does keep their coaches around. They are loyal. There's literally no pressure in this market if you're Ben Johnson getting the start, your first it, job. It's ironic that you're saying the Chargers are at a crossroads with Ben Johnson because Robert Johnson wrote Crossroads. <laughs> I want to go back to Patrick's use of the term loyal with Chargers coaches. You're correct on them being loyal, but in this instance, I would use the word cheap as a substitute. <laughs> can we just talk about Yeah, but Ben Johnson, he, he, can, write, he can tell people what, because there's going to be other options. Oh, no, so no it's question. So like, it's not like when Biennemi bailed on, like Biennemi leaving Kansas City to go coach for a lame duck and Ron Rivera was just a week, because now it he's going to be jobless, right? Ben Johnson's got options. Do the Chiefs miss Eric Bieniemy? No. No. Okay. I, I, someone needed to ask the question. <laughs> ask Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson <laughs> if they like Eric Bieniemy. They're both having career low years, and Sam Howell's been hit more than no coverage scheme, and the team hates him. Other than that, Bieniemy, they love him in Kansas City. They couldn't wait to get rid of him. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! 
and even checkouts not until four so because the american express platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants elevated experiences at live events and 4 p.m late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel that's the powerful backing of american express see how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com with amex terms apply whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years have a plan and know the game be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, a little break to t- tell you about Zen Nicotine Pouches. We're always debating what team and what a team needs to do to get to number one, but Zen Nicotine Pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. Find your Zen at your local convenience store online at zen.com. That's ZYN.com as a warning. This product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We got you back here. Sharp Money. I'm Al Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher, professional handicapper. Steve Fezzik joins us there in studio at the D. Just quickly, a look at the book. We've gone 14 down to 13 and a half. So Miami minus 13 and a half. Hosting Tennessee, 45 and a half at DraftKings right now. Green Bay at the Giants in Jersey. Green Bay down to minus five and a half. They're laying it at the Giants, 37 on the total. We've got a little question and an answer going on with Steve Fezzik right now. And big guy, you're up. So last week, Steve, we discussed uh, my futures tickets and approaching hedging them, going game by game here. As I have, have Alabama 40 to 1 to win the title, I have Washington 40 to 1 and 25 to 1 to win the title. And after we got off the air, I started, you know, messing around and saw that the exactas were up for the college football playoff. So I thought perhaps there's a chance there's more value in me going plus money and betting on the only results where I don't have something involved, such as Michigan over Texas or Texas over Michigan at a plus price, because right now Michigan defeats Texas is plus 370. And where am I looking at? And then Texas defeats Michigan is plus 550. Those are the results that would kill me the most. Is there any value in using the exactas? Put me on the spot, but let's calculate it right now. So the to win these exactas, you need Michigan to win, and you need Texas to win. Michigan's a coin flip. That's easy, like 50-50, because I think I think Michigan's a one-point favorite. They're probably going to close yes. a one-point dog. Call it, pick them. Texas is going to win about two-thirds of the time, probably their four, four-and-a-half-point favorite. So the probability that we go Texas-Michigan would be one-third times one-half. So that would be, uh, I'm sorry, two-thirds times one-half. Focus, Steve. So there's a, like a 33% chance that you're going to get that bad scenario where those two teams play. Um, so I'm just, to, to, to simplify it, I'm going to say that the exact is, I know it's a better chance for, you know, uh, for uh, one team than the other. But let me just simplify and assume it's a pick game in the finals. I would say each team has, the, each exacta has a one-sixth chance of hitting. And right now, on average, you're getting paid like plus 450 on the exacta, and you should be paid Eight, five to one, so the house edge is like a ten percent over you. I wouldn't bet it. Yep. Back of the envelope calculation. Got it. Go back and you that. can listen to that and that and is tweak it. That was, <laughs> dude. That was like I don't. Even, that was get, watching Sean McVay draw up an offense before the Super Bowl right there. The, the way the way to calculate all this stuff is you want to take probabilities of things happening. So, like I said, you and it's easy because it's like one. It's a pick 'em game and a, and a two-thirds, one-third game to get to there. And so then you'd say, okay, if I get to that, there's a one-third chance those two teams meet. And then you'd have to plug in your spread. And what would Michigan be against Texas? I'm all like minus probably about two and a half, three. I was gonna say four. Four. Okay. Yeah. So, so you could say that Michigan's gonna win that game. Like you'd you'd say the, the probability of Michigan over Texas would equal to 0.33 times like 0.625. And then sub in, you know, 0.375 for the Texas times one-third. And also I'd have to bet, place more bets to cover my own number here versus just going game by game with the two leading. Because I still need them to win the title. And if my back-in-the-envelope calculation came in like it was close to an equal bet, then we could go further. But it's so far away from close to an even bet, we could say, ah, we could dismiss it as garbage. Good. That makes me happy. I don't want to mess with it because the exact market, I feel like I could get out of control with it. And, you know, I'll I'll use one technique that – 
everyone should be doing more and more of, especially island games, standalone games like this. You don't think that if you're about to head, you're about to take your little finger and click on a bet on, on Michigan or Texas, that if you text me, I wouldn't say, you know what? I'll give you I'll give you three cents better than the, than the best number you can find. You know, just a gentleman's bet. I'm not a bookmaker. Yeah, yeah. I don't book anything. But the like hypothetically, do, but hypo really, I mean, all the time. If somebody like 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 if it's a pick'em game, two baseball teams are playing. That's a bad example because you got the reduced big. But a guy, it's it's a pick'em football game. Two teams are minus one ten in each direction. Let's say Alabama's about to play Michigan. Patrick, if you text me and say, Steve, can I have one of these teams plus one oh six? I'd be like, yeah, I don't care. We, and take either one of them. Sure, absolutely. I, I, I'm sorry, you're going to lay 106. I get the plus 106. Absolutely. Not that I'm a bookmaker, but I'm like, help you out and spread out your risk. Of course, I'm going to give you a bargain. How have you been? I'm looking right now, Steve Fezzik joining us here. Look at, check this out. So coming up this Thursday, you got Stick versus O'Connell. Back up, back up. Chargers <laughs> at the yeah. Raiders. And then how about on Saturday? Minnesota's going to start a backup. Cincinnati's going to start a backup. Pittsburgh's going to start a backup. Indy's going to start a backup. Denver and Detroit are the only two teams over the next two, four games that are starting their starters. Like, the, handicapping these backups, it's been a roller coaster, no? Yeah, and you know what? I... There's been a lot of sharp money on Detroit, and I agree with it. It's like, you, you know, enough is enough. Detroit may have struggled in the elements and the like. And Denver, are they going to keep getting four turnovers a game? If there's like one game of those four that I'd say, boy, I'm really confident how this is going to turn out, I would say Detroit smashes Denver. Wow. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, I just kind of wanted to follow up on that one. You said smashes Denver. I, I mean... Just kind of expand upon that just based on the way things are going right now for these two teams. Not, not the concerns you with Detroit, I mean, going into this matchup. It's all, it's all in my power rating. So Detroit is sucking. They, yeah. um, they, 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 they played lousy in both their games against the Bears. They got outplayed. I still have Detroit three points better than the average team. Now I had them five points better, so I've certainly downgraded them. Um, Denver's Joe, they're the Ada clubs. They're Joe Q, average you know, rated team, and of course they can beat Schick, you know, good for them. And of course they can win when they're plus, plus five in turnovers in a game, et cetera, or plus three, but they're an average team. So I got a team that's three points better with a big home field that all of a sudden is being questioned whether they're even a contender anymore. And it's true, Detroit was playing better earlier in the year. Don't care. Um, there's three points better coming in off of a, ba a bad game. I've seen this movie before. Denver's been rolling along. Detroit wins the game. Curious to walk through your mind, uh, through a professional's mind, on Chicago versus Cleveland. So Fields, who kind of put a resume out there, played very well against Detroit. And here's Flacco. He'll get another start. So Chicago at Cleveland. And DraftKings is showing thir three and a half, minus three and a half with Cleveland and 38 on the total. So I know Flacco's been playing much better, but my numbers deviate considerably. I have it much closer um, than the three to three and a half that it currently is. I could only look towards the Bears who are playing very well. And, uh, and I refuse to believe that Joe Flacco has suddenly gone from being horrible when he was playing for the Jets to being a competent starting quarterback in the NFL. Okay, let's keep going with this. Let's talk about your numbers when it comes to a big matchup. Dallas at Buffalo, Steve. Uh, Buffalo's minus two and a half at DraftKings and 49 on the total. I bet Buffalo minus one at open. I apologize. Wait, 20. That's a fine. Damn. Whenever you talk about a line that's like long since gone, you absolutely have to pay a fine because everybody does it. And they always say it's in, it's in pocket. You know what? It's yeah, in let, I want to. Yeah, you know what? It's in wallet. You know, open up the wallet. I want to I want to see. I want to actually see the o bet. Open that wallet a little wider. If anything falls out, it's mine. There you go. Um, but the, but the, the bottom line is that if you're a situational spot, Buffalo needs the game like blood. Dallas just went ahead and got that huge win against Philly on a short week. You're going to bet Buffalo. If you're a power ratings guy, well, wait, Dallas is two points better than Buffalo, and I'm getting Dallas plus the points, and home field's only worth one and a half, and I'm going to bet Dallas. I got a team from Texas that has to travel to the elements. I haven't checked the weather yet in Buffalo. I'm sure it's going to be lousy. Um, I think the situations and tangibles favor the Bills. I would bet Buffalo. Got into my head. Okay, let's keep it going. Uh, 329, Baltimore at Jacksonville. Baltimore's minus three and a half and 43 and a half on the total. I would look towards Jacksonville. I'm worried that um, obviously the quarterback, not quite 100 percent, but, um, you know, interesting. My power rings, I got Baltimore five points better. That looks to be too big of a disparity, though. So I got a question. Maybe I got Baltimore rated too high. 
crappy weather against an NFC team where that quirky offense has all the edges and they had to get a punt return to beat the Rams. Um, I'd lean to Jacksonville. Quick, quick question for you. Why did you instinctually say that you thought maybe you had Baltimore rated too high as opposed to maybe there's an error in the line and it might be in your favor? And I know you like Jacksonville in this particular spot, but maybe you've taken Baltimore or something to that effect. I'm, I'm thinking back to last week against the Rams and I just thought that they, they got to play a Beach City team, you know, in the elements, bad weather, and they just struggled so much and I lowered them half a point. I'm like, you know what? If, 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 they, if they fumble that punt return instead of running it back yeah. and they lose outright, I'd have no problem slamming them and, and, and downgrading them a good point and a quarter instead of only downgrading them a half point for what basically was just a random special teams play. Okay. Emotional edge tonight, my friend. So if Miami covers the 13 and a half, short term, you go buy Johnny a bigger Christmas present. Long term, if they don't, we're in a better situation for circa millions. Fair? Oh, fair. And I, you know what? My Christmas present, this makes so much sense. Um, I, and I, I got a billion dollar idea here. I'm just going to buy him like lots of really cool music like ELO and like some old Stones, you know, uh, best of Stone songs because they have so many bad songs and so many of their albums, you know, the good songs like Angie and the like and, and Under My Thumb. Um, so I'm going to get them a lot of vintage rock and the like. So that won't be that expensive. Um, that's going to be my way of Christmas shopping for my young son. And also... I'm going to ask him who, what his favorite songs are, and then I'm going to artificial intelligence match to what those same songs were back in the late 70s, early 80s. Are we talking vinyl? Are we talking records? Are you actually buying eight Johnny track, vinyl? Eight-track cassettes. Why not? There you go. Steve, as always, thank you. Pregame.com, Fezzik Sports on Twitter to follow along. Appreciate you, Steve. We'll see you next week. You're not the only one with mixed emotions, my friend. <laughs> Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 